Hey, hi, and hello, everybody. Welcome back, or welcome to another episode of Ranting and Reviewing. This is a podcast where I, your host, Andrew, rants about whatever I'm feeling that day, typically, or just anything in general that really grinds my gears, you know? And then I review a randomly selected movie from the Every Movie app. You can download it um, definitely on Apple. I don't. I would assume elsewhere too. It just you could get your settings, set the date, set the genre if you want, and it'll choose a random movie for you. And so that's what I do. I try and find gems, hidden gems that I don't know about or that I wouldn't choose myself, and I watch them and review them with the occasional dealer's choice. Like no, not last week. Two weeks ago, or not weeks. I'm not going on a week. Just whatever. That's not important. Two episodes ago, I did Fargo. I chose that one myself. That was the first um, movie I chose myself. And if you want to go listen to that review, go do it. It was a good one. Um. So yeah, let's uh, let's get into the episode. Really, first and foremost, let me do a little house clean. If you wouldn't mind to leave a review or stars on Spotify, that would be appreciated. Good or bad, I get it. Um, tell people about it if you want, if you think it's something you, somebody would enjoy, send them my way. I would appreciate it. And I appreciate just you being here and listening. So yeah, this week's movie is Palo Alto. It's a teen drama from 2013. Um, we'll get into that later. And today I feel like ranting. Last episode I didn't. This time I do. I am. I will. Just about fandom, mainly sports-focused, but uh, fandom in general, it's weird. And uh, it's not really a negative rant, because I, at the end of the day, like sports and and my teams are not what keep me going. That's way too dramatic. But just like the thing I look forward to the most, for the most part, is just watching watching games with my with my pops or with my buddies basketball football I, I love all the four major sports um I think I've shared my favorite teams in the past but I'm a Packers fan um so yeah just fandom you know like Packers just had a, a really brutal loss to the 49ers last night in the divisional round it seems like Aaron Rodgers will definitely be out of Green Bay and that's fine I think it's I'm like coming to the to the point where I'm accepting that and like it's probably the right move to actually start the rebuild I guess well it's it it would be a rebuild because Jordan Love is not going to fill the shoes of Aaron Rodgers I have every every um I have every I don't think no I have uh I have a lot of faith in Matt LaFleur and the 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 pieces that he has to work with but quarterback is still really important so I think it will be a rebuild overall to just build around more more than likely Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon because I think Devontae Adams is going to leave. Anyway, I'm again I'm talking too much about the Packers. I need to talk about you know fandom. So I'm a Packers fan, as I said. I'm a Sharks fan. I'm a Giants fan for baseball, not football, obviously. And then I'm a Warriors fan. A lot of winning with the Giants and the Warriors. Got to see a Super Bowl with the Packers. I got to see the Sharks losing the Stanley Cup Finals once. But the fact that like we we, I'm really speaking about myself here, but I know there's, it's worse cases and there's also better cases out there, don't get me wrong, but like we focus so much time and energy onto this team that ultimately, yes, I, I, I'm not going to say they don't care about us because without us, they don't exist, but they also don't care about the fandoms, you know, they do what's right as like, it's a business, they do right business 
moves, business, business 10 years and whatnot. And that sometimes is a rebuild or, um, um, just tanking like that, that's, that occurs, you know, losing on purpose. And it's just weird. Like that we choose to go through that. Like nobody likes to lose. I don't care who you are, either you're playing or watching, rooting, you're, you're betting. Nobody likes to lose. And we, we put ourselves in these situations where more often than not, you're going to lose. I've seen the Warriors lose two finals. I've seen the Sharks. I've seen the Packers blow it in the NFC Championship game and now just the divisional round more often than I can count. And it always hurts. It always it always puts me in a horrible mood. Like today's it's Sunday after the divisional round game. And yeah, I've just been down all day, you know, and that's that sucks. I wouldn't say it's unhealthy. I think it's good too to be invested and to have hobbies and to care about things. But at the end of the day, like it sucks and I do it to myself and we do it to ourselves. And I put too much expectations into these things when I should have. Sure. I'm going to have like, especially this season, I had Super Bowl expectations for the Packers. That's okay. But I, I shouldn't be so not reliant on it. Like I'm still happy. Like I'm still living a good life. I still love my wife. And everything, my fam, my family, my my just my life. It's I'm I cannot say I don't enjoy it, but you know, I let this bring me down too often, and that's just weird. It's just a weird thing. I'm gonna continue to do it. I'll be there next year, September. I'll be uh, excited for the season, excited for what's to come and what's a, what's gonna happen. And like the Sharks, I'm. I know they're gonna disappoint and it's going to be a few years but I'm going to still be there every season the Warriors this year championship expectations I should probably learn from the Packers and bring that down a little bit even though they have succeeded much more recently but still I don't know it's a weird thing it's just a weird concept and it's a weird um it's a weird thing to really I wouldn't say my personality is based around it but I, I put too much into it at the same time you know it's just weird I don't know why we do it but we do. I'm going to continue to do it. I'm just trying to get this off my chest, you know? Nobody likes losing. I think that's ultimately the, this thing. is just, I, do, I hate the fact that the the team... Uh, this is, again, more specific to me. But the Packers did everything they were supposed to except score. And they still lost. Like, they still find a way to lose. It's just weird. It's just weird. It's just weird. I'm going to say it like 14 more times. It's just fucking weird. I don't know. But I'll see you next year. Go Packo. All that. Yeah. All right, let's get into this movie, this review coming up. Uh, Palo Alto is the movie, as I said. It's, it's, uh, it's, it was a teen drama. I'm throwing teen in there, but it's, no, I'm just, I don't need to explain. Teen drama. It's directed by Gia Coppola. So she is the granddaughter of Francis Ford Coppola, the director of The Godfather and many others movies. Um, so she not only directed, but she also wrote the screenplay. It was based on a, a short series of, or a short, a series of short stories by James Franco about him growing up in Palo Alto. And it was her directorial debut. Um, it's starring James Franco, uh, Emma Roberts. So I know her from Unfabulous and Nickelodeon show, which is right, right around my like middle school years. I was, I was a big fan of it, honestly. And we're the Millers. She's great in that. It's starring Jack Kilmer, Van, uh, Val Kilmer's son. The only thing that I've noticed or recognized him from was the Nice Guys. He had a small role of 
the boyfriend at the burned down house and I think that was really it. It's also starring Nat Wolf, which uh, is one of the brothers from the Naked Brothers Band, which is a show that I didn't really get into, but I think it was pretty big. He was in The Fault in Our Stars, uh, Paper Towns, movies like that, which I read all those books, so that was cool. To, like he's He's got a decent role, um, or a decent career, is what I sh- meant to say. This movie was released May 9th, 2014 in the United States. Uh, it has a runtime of 100 minutes. It's a long 100, I'll tell you that. Uh, it had a budget of $1 million, and it made $1.2 million at the box office for a limited theatrical release. So as I typically do when it comes to the movies, I review it with the positives and the negatives, and then some overall thoughts and a score. Um, so the synopsis, I don't really know how to explain this movie. I'm definitely going to start there first this time, though. So it's a it focuses on Emma Roberts' character, Jack Kilmer's character, and then everybody else. Like um, Nat Wolf's character is a friend of Jack Kilmer's, and he's pretty important. And then James Franco is a teacher, but like I don't, I don't know. I don't want to step on. There's there's really not much to say. It's literally just teenagers in Palo Alto and what they do and how how that's really it there's i don't know let's just get into the review because i shouldn't try to explain the synopsis when i don't really know so the positives of the movie so first off off the bat first scene the two characters um fred is nat wolf and teddy is jack kilmer they are sitting in a car smoking weed um drinking a 40, and the, uh, the Giants game is on in the background. You hear John Miller, which was great. You know, as a Giants fan, John Miller has one of the best voices of all time. And that was just, I was like, okay, great start. Um, I don't think that really has anything to do with the movie, but it is pretty accurate for, like, Palo Alto. A lot of Giants fans there. I don't know. Liked it. Opening scene. It's a great start. Um, the soundtrack. It's very subtle. You don't really notice it often throughout the movie but you notice it at the right time like it it's very impactful when you do notice it it was a really good soundtrack it added to to the like the the experience or whatever enjoyed it a lot and this is kind of broad but the the representation of being a teen like the dialogue is a little hit or miss it's it's done up a little bit you can kind of tell and then but so it it is pretty accurate the way they talk, if that makes sense. And then, like their representation of how they're feeling seems very authentic. I I could tip I could really relate overall. But that's about it on the positives. The negatives I'll I'll jump right into it because the representation is good, but that doesn't mean there were good performances. Um. The performances were all pretty average, and then, like, all the extras or, like, side characters, smaller roles, they were horrible. They were so, they were below average. They were just bad performances, like the few that stood out. Um, He gets, Teddy's character gets pulled over, and the cop that arrests him, horrible actor. Uh, He gets pulled over because of a hit and run, and the lady that got hit and run didn't think she was any good either. His parole officer was very bland. Just those kind of roles were really bad. Stood out a lot. Um, and then James Franco's role in the movie, he's a teacher. 
and he is a soccer coach as well. Emma Roberts' character is on the team, and she also babysits for him. And his role ends up being like he has a relationship with her, and then you find out another student later. And just that role in general is always a little weird. I understand it's art, and it's or yeah, it's art, and it's a movie, and like this does happen, and you know, inspiration or whatever comes from weird situations or weird. Um, just in just inspiration comes from anywhere, and so like I understand writing about this movie. I think it can be, or not this movie, uh, about like that kind of role. It can be written about, and it can be done effectively. This one didn't make any sense, and especially with his past. Um, I'm not like, I don't know everything about it. James Franco, I know, has uh, a lot of um, sexual misconduct and allegations against him. Um. And he's he's come out and said, like, it's due to his sex addiction, but that just seems like a cop-out. I don't know. James Franco, the guy, is very weird. I do, I, I would, I will admit that I do like him as an actor, and that's as far as it goes, you know? Just the the role itself is weird. It was right before, I think, his first major allegation, too, so the timing didn't help. Um, there's no pace or direction to this movie, like, it just scene to scene. All over the place, and I, I think that has more to do with the fact that it was based off a like a short story book. But it's weird; it doesn't do. I, I didn't personally appreciate it in the movie. Um, there's no substance. Um, this is just a movie that was made to like to be artful, to be artsy, in my opinion. There's like literally, I do not understand the point of this movie. And I, you could say, yeah, it's about relationships when you're young and being a teenager and all that, which I guess is true. But at the same time, it didn't really, like, answer any – not answer. It didn't really um, address any of that. It did a good job of representing it, but it didn't address it, you know? Big difference in my opinion. And then, um, like I said, he's a soccer coach. Emma Roberts' his character, April, plays um, for the team. There's a scene where they have a soccer game going. And this is just, for most movies, when there's sports and the games are being played, like, get somebody that knows what they're doing. I understand Emma Roberts is, like, the main the main girl, so if she doesn't have a soccer background, you kind of have to work with what you got. But everybody else, you can get real soccer players and make it look good, because that's just, to me, it throws it off. And I'm not even a soccer fan. Like, I just can tell it was a bad performance, a bad game, or whatever. I don't know. So... Overall, this movie has more negatives to it than the positives, which is a bummer. Uh, but at the same time, that's how it goes because, like I said, there's no purpose to this movie. It's so weird. It just felt like I watched 140 or an hour 40 of just somebody trying to be edgy and different or not different, but just like art, artsy. And uh, it's a horrible word to use. I get it, but that's how I feel. Um, yeah, just. Just the movie in general is very boring, very slow. Would not recommend it. Won't ever watch it again. I gave it a 4.1 out of 10. So take that take that information and run with it, really. I, I just don't see the purpose for this movie, like, whatsoever. I don't know who read those short stories and was like, this would make a great movie. Obviously, Gia Coppola did, but I don't know where she got the inspiration or the direction or anything really I just I don't I've never read the book maybe it's better maybe it's like really pops off the pages and you're like damn this would be good but it doesn't it it wasn't translated well onto screen um yeah and that's the review really uh Palo Alto 4.1 out of 10 
And I do want to start, um, implement a new thing, I guess, just compare my score afterwards to the, the big scores or the big, um, curators of score. I don't know, whatever you want to call them. Um, so yeah, IMDB, the average comes out to 6.2 out of 10. I don't, I don't, I'm missing something apparently. Rotten Tomatoes, again, 68%. I'm missing something. Metacritic, 69%. And maybe it's just like, I'm looking too into it, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I didn't get that. I wouldn't make, I wouldn't have an above average film. And, um, like I said, I wouldn't recommend it. So yeah, that's, uh, that's the review. That's the episode. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out. And I will, uh, I'll be back and I'll see you guys later. Mm-hmm.